I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal you kill. Meat from those organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. You can get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. Welcome to the Wired to Hunt podcast, your home for deer hunting news, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Mark Kenyon. Welcome to the Wired to Hunt podcast. I'm your host, Mark Kenyon, and this is episode number 186. And today in the show, we are back with a new Rut Radio episode in which we're checking in with a handful of hunters from all across the nation to get the latest on the whitetail rut and the tactics that are working right now. Welcome to this week's episode of Wired to Hunt Rot Radio. Now, if you're not familiar with what Wired to Hunt Rot Radio is, what you'll be listening to is me getting deer reports from deer hunters across the nation, uh, specifically to get a feel for what the buck activity is in their area. Now, that sounds different throughout the fall, and so, you know, late September, we're going to hear about bucks that are moving out of their summer patterns and then october is going to be all the sign making and november is obviously the rut and now we're into another transition here at the end of november and a lot of that is what we'll touch on in this episode and the idea for this podcast is to help out hunters who maybe haven't been in the woods in a little while uh you know you have a three-day weekend coming up here or uh I guess a really good example would that you have a four-day weekend coming up for Thanksgiving and you haven't been in the woods for a while, you haven't checked your trail cameras, uh, so you're not sure how aggressive you should be, if you should focus on mornings or evenings, if you think decoying would work right now, uh, if we are beyond lockdown and, and on the way down of the rut, whatever it might be. Uh, and this podcast will hopefully give you some information and help you get another piece of the puzzle in what is pursuing mature whitetails. Now you'll notice something a little different this week, and that is that we are without our fearless leader, Mark Kenyon. So this intro is going to sound a little different than most of them. Now I'll start out with my South Dakota report. Um, The real reason that Mark is not on here is because he was jealous that I killed another buck in South Dakota. So I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on that hunt Uh, to keep him from being more upset than he already is but i'll talk a little bit about what the deer were doing um and what i observed in this last week and i think the main thing there that i've seen is that most 
uh, excuse me, not most, all of the mature bucks I've seen have been with does, sometimes one, sometimes two or three. Um, but that has seemed like a really important detail that uh, I'm not seeing these big mature bucks hanging out, you know, in, in these groups of, of deer that exceed five or six. It seems like a handful of does and then a mature buck. Those does have not seemed interested in those bucks and they've seemed interested in the food. So by the transitive property of the does wanting to eat corn and the bucks wanting to be where the does are, it has seemed like the shift has now gone back to food sources. And you'll hear a little bit of that in the episode this week. Now, who we're going to be talking to as far as guests, we have Clay Force with Stewart Ranch Outfitters in Oklahoma, Matt Ross in New York with QDMA. We go to Wisconsin and talk to Derek Nelson from Matthews Archery. Then we have Josh McDaniel in Indiana with Realtree. Now, this is notoriously a tough time of year to hunt. Uh, you know, you'll hear people talk about it with disdain as if it were, you know, mid-October and the October lull. Um, Mid-November seems to have that same reputation. But something really cool about this episode is that there has been a lot of success uh, that we get to hear about. Um, you know, starting with myself in South Dakota, and then Clay Forrest guiding at Stewart Ranch Outfitters in Oklahoma. He has put all kinds of clients on deer lately to the point where like three guys show up in camp and they're tagging out on the first day. And then Derek Nelson in Wisconsin, I think it was just like last week, he tagged out on a good buck there. And then Josh McDaniel in Indiana, uh, we hear about his successful hunt from just a couple days ago. And so that that's something really cool. That I don't know if we've ever had uh, a batting average this good on Rut Radio for a guest lineup. So the end of November is tough, but it's not impossible. Now, one more thing to look for and listen for in this week's episode is that each one of our guests seems to have a distinct theme in their reports. Clay in Oklahoma is going to be talking about how the food sources have played an important role right now. Uh, Matt will touch on what science says about the end of November. And then Derek is going to talk about how uh, a bow hunter can survive gun season in a state like Wisconsin. And then Josh has some great intel and tells us why this time of year, the end of November and around Thanksgiving, is his favorite part of the season to hunt. Before we get to our first color, though, we need to pause to thank our sponsors at Sitka Gear. Now, for this week's Sitka story, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Sitka system that I've been wearing this year. And this is the same system that I've been wearing for the last couple seasons as well. And that is the Stratus system, the Stratus jacket and the Stratus pants. And what's really cool about that is I'm able to wear it all year long. And so the buck I shot back in September, I was wearing the Stratus system. Um, the buck I shot at the beginning of November, I was wearing the Stratus system. And the buck that I just shot a couple days ago, I was wearing the Stratus system. And, you know, coming up uh, the beginning of December, I have an elk hunt. I'm going to wear the Stratus system. I have a couple fall turkey tags that'll be hunting in December. I'm going to be wearing the Stratus system. So it is super versatile. And the most important thing, um, being that I live in South Dakota and it's super windy here, is that the Stratus system is windproof. And when Sitka says windproof, they mean it. I do not feel a bit of chill in the air uh, when we get those crazy winds that the Great Plains are known for. And that's really comforting for me, knowing that uh, no matter what hunt I'm going on, uh, no matter where I'm headed in the area, 
that I can throw the Stratus jacket and Stratus pants in my pickup, and I'm going to be good to go. Now, if you'd like to create a Sitka story of your own, and to learn more about Sitka's technical hunting apparel, you can visit SitkaGear.com. All right, and joining me on the line first is Clay Forrest, the manager of Stewart Ranch Outfitters. Now, Clay, in Oklahoma, what would you say the buck activity has been lately on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, buck activity for us in the, the southwest part of the state, um, I'm not going to call it a full 10, but we're really close, 8.5 to 9. Uh, been seeing a lot of activity in the last week to 10 days. As far as bucks breeding does, uh, bucks chasing, uh, just all-day activity. So it's been a really good time to be in the woods the last uh, week and a half or so. What would you label this phase of the rut in Oklahoma then right now? Um, we are probably just a little past peak rut. Um, I believe peak rut has, was in the last probably three to four days time frame. So we're just on a little downhill swing, but we're, we're right there as far as being peak. Well, it looks like your clients have had a lot of success lately. Uh, what have those setups looked like for you guys to get so many big deer down? Uh, so it's been a little bit of uh, a little bit of everything. Um, in our country, we're fortunate enough to be able to glass from long distances and, and make moves on deer. Uh, we were able to put a about 155 inch deer down on a on a spot and stock. Uh, we basically bedded him down mid morning. Uh, went and got our client and uh, made a stock to him. He was bedded down with his doe, and we're able to harvest him that way. Uh, and we're also getting in the way of him, uh, basically going coming to and from food sources right now does coming in uh to food and, and basically bucks following them in and uh so we we've, we've had some success with that so uh we've, we've really kind of been uh, utilizing every uh situation and every uh tool that we have to uh to get bucks down you just touch on food sources there uh, what are those food sources you're talking about uh, in our part of the world, in Oklahoma, we uh, we really rely on winter wheat. Uh, winter wheat goes in in mid September and then really starts coming up uh, about now. So we had our first freeze uh, about the week before Halloween, and uh, so deer have really been concentrating on our winter wheat fields, and uh, we've been utilizing those a lot the last uh, about two weeks as far as our hunters coming in and out, and uh, that's that's really where we put a lot of our efforts to uh, to find deer. So are you looking at those winter wheat fields in the mornings as well, or what do the morning setups look like? Uh, yes, sir. So morning setups are more uh, travel corridors coming to and from those fields. Um, and kind of like I mentioned before, we're able to glass a lot of our fields from, from long-range distances, and so we're getting a really good idea where where bucks or deer are traveling to and from our fields. And so those are our morning setups for the most part. Um, and then the afternoons we'll get in pretty early one, two o'clock or noon, you know, just kind of whenever a guy wants to go out and then get in those fields and, and let them come back to us in the, in the evenings. As we get beyond the best days of hunting here, uh, how do you think the weather affects the deer patterns down there in Oklahoma? Uh, at least, um, in the next 10 days, according to our forecast, everything's supposed to stay pretty consistent. We're going to be a little warm for us, which isn't too bad. Um, over the years, at least at least for us, uh, consistent weather patterns keep deer active. Uh, it seems like if we go from extreme cold to extreme hot, you know, big, big temperature swings, our deer movement, our deer activity really declines for a day or two. Um, so I'm pretty hopeful with a consistent weather pattern. I think we're supposed to be in the mid sixties, low seventies for highs and in the mid forties to or so for lows, pretty consistent for the next 10 days. I, I think our, our deer activity will stay, 
stay pretty active, even though it's going to be a little warm, but that consistent weather pattern for us really keeps deer on their feet and kind of keeps them to their patterns. So our activity should, should stay pretty consistent. Going forward then in this next week or so, what do you think that's going to look like on a scale of one to 10 for the buck activity? Um, I think it's going to come down just a little bit from the, like I said, the peak, the last uh, week or 10 days, but I still think it's going to be a really good time to be in the woods. So I'm going to, I'm going to just call it a seven. Um, I think that, uh, should be pretty accurate for the next, next week or so. All right, Clay. Well, congrats to you and your clients. If anybody wants to see the successes they've had, you can check them out on Instagram at SR Outfitters. Uh, thanks for joining me. All right. Thanks, Spencer. Sure. Appreciate it. All right, and joining me on the line next is Matt Ross out of New York, the Assistant Director of Conservation for QDMA. Now, Matt, in New York, what would you say the buck activity has been lately on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, Probably about a 6 on a scale of 1 to 10. We are still seeing a little bit of bucks pushing does around and, and, and getting out and looking for does, but for the most part, we are past the peak of, uh, the real seek and chasing phase. I think a lot of deer are still uh, are in a phase of lockdown or, or paired up. Um, uh, for example, I, I actually just got out of the field and uh, I saw three bucks tonight in a, in a uh, rye field, two yearling bucks were kind of playing around and uh, sparring. And there was a three-year-old out on the field and he was walking the edge, uh, leaving some scrapes and just kind of went back into the woods. But for the most part, the deer that I'm used to seeing in that space, um, they're not coming out. There weren't as many does in the field as there usually are. And uh, just based on what I'm seeing from trail cameras and other observations, I think uh, deer are pretty locked down right now. Well, New York just had their gun opener on last Saturday. How do you think that's changed things for you guys as far as buck movement? It always impacts it. I mean, it definitely will reduce it. Um, at least where I live in New York, I'm on the eastern end of New York near the Vermont border. I actually think we peaked with buck activity kind of right before that happened, four or five days before that. And I was starting to see it come down. And then with all the hunters in the woods, I think it pushed it even further. Well, before we jumped on the line, Matt had just told me that he's starting to lose his voice. And Matt, I'm wondering if that's from all the grunting and, and snore wheezing you've been doing. Are you doing any calling right now in New York? <laughs> no, uh, actually, I, I tried to rattle this this morning. Didn't work. Uh, didn't bring any deer in. But I've, I've learned through um, some of the literature that we've seen that some of the best times to rattle is actually after the peak of the rut when things are a little bit past lockdown, mostly because those deer that are breaking off of the does that they initially bred might respond at a higher rate. Um, I actually did not try to call today, not because my voice, I actually didn't even know I was losing my voice until we got on the phone because I didn't speak to anybody all day. I had an all day sit. Well, Matt, do you favor right now hunting mornings versus evenings? Not mornings over evenings. I think if anything right now, I'm feeling on the properties that I have access to, evenings are still pretty good just based on being able to access those places. Um, Not necessarily because of rut activity, though. Well, you did just reference uh, an all-day sit. Have you been seeing any movement at midday, or have your trail cameras been telling you about any? Yeah, 
some of my, not me personally, but my cameras have been showing that there's, I actually, I'm on Instagram. I posted a video uh, earlier today of a four pointer that was making a scrape just a couple of days ago. Um, I have other cameras that aren't on video mode that I've got a lot of good activity in the middle of the day. I did an all day sit partly because of my availability. Uh, I got a young family and I had the day, so I went and sat all day. Um, but also partly because the gun season just ended or not ended. It just started. And it, today's Tuesday deer typically respond to hunting pressure by about two or three days after the pressure is initiated by returning back to normalcy. Um, so basically today would still be a little bit on the low point, but tomorrow deer would start getting back to their normal routine. Today was the day I got out and I was saying, thinking I might as well just pull in all day sit just to see what I could find. Now does QDMA have any literature or, you know, speak about rubs and scrapes at the end of November? Do you know anything as, as far as what science says about that? Yeah. Uh, scrapes peak prior to the rut peak. So, Scrape should be going down. If your if your rut is already peaked, you're going to see a downtick, a pretty big one in scrapes. Rubs will continue to increase in prevalence throughout the rut, even going into the beginning of the late rut. So, what people out there that are are scouting and hunting, if you're seeing scrapes drop off and basically get covered up by leaves and just disappear, or starting to look like they're just not being hit at all, you you're pretty sure that you're past the peak of the rut um we have a great guide to the whitetail rut on our website that has links uh to a lot of different uh attributes to the rut on our website well going forward then in this next week or so what do you think that buck activity is going to be on a scale of one to ten in new york uh, i'm thinking it's going down so I'm, I'm, my prediction is going to be closer to a four or five and we're, we're going to see a lot less or, or considerably less than than what we saw last week all right matt well i hope your voice comes back to you and you're able to find a deer uh this coming week thanks for joining me thanks spencer sorry for the voice before we get to our next caller though we need to pause to thank our sponsors at whitetail properties and this week with whitetail properties we are joined by tom james a land specialist out of central indiana and tom is going to be telling us about what to look for when your goal is to flip a property Okay, great question. Um, first and foremost, looking at a good county in your state or even a good part of the county that is known for producing um, better quality deer, and that's uh, typically easily found out in the, in the state's record book program. So those counties are typically more highly sought after by buyers um, as opposed to you know maybe counties that are off out of that parameter. So number one, a good county maybe even a better part of the county that uh, is known for producing better deer. Secondly, I would look for property that you can pick up right at market value and slightly under market value, obviously, as a home run. But uh, make sure you do your homework. Find out what the comps and local local land is selling for in that mixed recreational ground, and that would be timber and maybe some pasture, uh, some tillable ground mixed in. So number two, good value at at the current market price. And number three, look at... Uh, sometimes an often overlooked aspect of timber that people don't know a lot about is um, the quality of the hardwood species that are on the property. If you can find 18 inch and uh, larger diameter trees in there, specifically white oaks, red oaks, walnut, cherry, um, sugar maple, 
the white oak market is extremely hot right now and anything above that is going to uh, that size range is going to re- return dividends that you could use to applying to paying the property back off and also doing some great habitat work in the process by opening up the uh, the canopy and getting some good habitat work going on in there if you'd like to learn more and to see the properties that Tom currently has listed for sale visit whitetailproperties.com backslash james that's j a m e s all right, and joining us on the line next is the content manager for Matthews, Derek Nelson. Now, Derek, in Wisconsin, what would you say the buck activity has been lately on a scale of 1 to 10? Um, I'd put it right around a 5 right now. Um, you know, I think we're definitely past the uh, the peak here. It actually seemed to kick off a little earlier than normal this year, but um, starting to starting to chill back out now, and as gun season opened this last week, it's going to slow those slow that buck movement down a little bit more even but i'd put it right around right around a five probably now are you basing that on a lack of sightings or have you seen some bucks and does breeding lately um haven't seen bucks and does breeding lately um i i killed a i filled my archery tag up here um actually on the 12th and a couple days after that had one of my good buddies you know have a one of his one of his hit list bucks come chasing does uh, right past his tree. Actually, just couldn't get a shot off. But um, you know, it really seems like a lot of the, the the does are starting to bunch back up, and deer are focusing on on food pretty hard um, in this last week, especially. Um, but you know, it's it's been one of those deals where you know we we had <laughs> you know bucks start chasing the last you know week in October and it felt like it was in full swing before November even hit here. Um, after talking to, you know, a lot of the guys at the office and, and, you know, what I had been experiencing out there. Um, and it just kind of seems like, you know, by the, you know, by the 15th or 16th or so kind of, um, right in that date range is when it kind of started to chill out and, you know, wasn't feeling like, you know, full swing rut anymore. As a bow hunter, Derek, uh, how does your strategy change once gun season opens and is underway in Wisconsin? Um, you know, gun season kind of always marks the time where, you know, I mean, a lot of your deer, you know, after they've kind of come out to the point where, you know, rest in full swing and you're right counting on them not being nocturnal anymore. With the second that the, uh, the guns kind of, they come out and the, um, the wood starts getting lit up. It seems like they, they flip right back to being way more cautious again. So, um, I know for a lot of people, um, you know, it becomes right to the stage where you're thinking about food. Um, it seems like right when gun season hits is kind of when our temps really start to drop off, um, and deer start focusing on food sources to bulk up from winter. Um, you know, we, we don't yet, but I'm guessing we're going to start having some snow on the ground here soon. And that'll definitely kick that into overdrive. But, you know, a week or just about a week and a half ago, I was sitting out there and I had, you know, on a, on a bean field that had, you know, 30 deer feeding out there at four o'clock in the afternoon, you know, a couple hours before, before dark, just filling up with lots of bucks, you know, all out there at the same time, a couple of them pretty mature deer and they kind of didn't, seem to care that there was does out there or you know other bucks they were just out there feeding the whole time so um it kind of becomes a lot about food sources if you got food this time of year you're still in good shape 
Will you continue hunting any mornings then, or will you switch to evenings about this time of the year? Um, you know, I, I won't say that I, I wouldn't go out in the morning. Definitely evenings are, are easier to hunt, at least for a lot of um, the setups that, that I've got around here. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's definitely going to be start, you know, definitely going to start being about, about evenings primarily, um, you know, maybe a couple morning hunts here or there, but you know, for, for most purposes, evening hunts are going to be, um, what it's about from here on out going forward then in this next week or so, Derek, what do you think that bulk activity is going to be in Wisconsin on a scale of one to 10? <clears throat> I would expect it to drop off even more. I think probably going down from a, you know, five to a four ish. Um, you know, I'd say you're still going to see buck activity. It's just going to be based around, around food and less around does. Um, you know, sitting food sources this time of year is, still really good as those temperatures drop off. Um, but also this, this gun pressure could, could push a lot of that movement even later in the evenings and stuff like that too. So I expect to drop down to, you know, in the four range. All right, Derek, well, congrats on the great season you've already had and good luck with what's left of it. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, I appreciate it, Spence. All right. And joining me on the line last is Josh McDaniel with Realtree in Indiana. Now, Josh, in Indiana, what would you say the buck activity has been lately on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, this last few days, it's probably right up there. Uh, again, with, with as long as the weather's good, we're looking at about an 8 or a 9 right now. Well, Josh, you just had a successful hunt, and why don't you tell us a little bit about that setup and that buck? Uh, yeah, so I, uh, I tagged out in Indiana on uh, the morning of November 20th. Uh, again, weather was amazing, uh, very high-pressure morning expected uh bluebird sky day i expected a lot of activity that day you know this time of year um i my my focus is trying to catch these bucks now they've been locked down pretty hard for the last couple weeks and now we're on the back end of this rut and a lot of these uh bucks are breaking loose and trying to find really get on their feet and covering some ground again um so we're trying to catch the back end here of uh, some of these big mature bucks and that's exactly what happened uh here in indiana um wife wasn't able to go that morning so i went in self-filmed myself and end up uh about uh, about 8 30 um had a two and a half year old chase a doe by me and then in the buck parade began after that and i end up with uh uh this is the first year on this lease i'm figuring this uh our number two hit lister he's a four and a half five and a half i'm pretty sure five and a half but i just don't have previous history to know for sure uh five and a half buck we call double deuce he's got uh matching split g2s on both sides he uh come by within 15 yards pretty chaotic ended up getting the shot got the got it all on video and i'm sitting there doing hero and about 15 minutes later I look over and here comes number one hit lister of the year <laughs> he comes in on the same hot dough and he gets within oh 15 yards as well and he sees my buck laying there and ends up attacking him i had to scream at him to get him to <laughs> break loose but uh, it was pretty crazy to get all on video it was one of the craziest things but anyway um, so at that time of the year where it could almost be like the pre-rut stuff again, where you're starting to see calling could be a little bit effective again, bucks are starting to get, um, they're still wanting to breed and a lot of these does are about done. So, uh, and exactly what happened that day, number one and number two hit listers, which we've not seen, I've not seen all year, uh, in daylight or gotten pictures of, and I had both of them at 15 yards, um, just like that. So. 
Well, Josh, what's really cool about that story to me is I just wrote an article about six months ago where I talked to some whitetail enthusiasts about their favorite date to hunt the rut. And when I talked to you, you told me it was like November 24 or something like that. And for most guys, that's, you know, a downtime for them. And that's when they would rather be at home than in a tree stand. And so tell me a little bit more about this time of year, uh, you know, why you like it so much and go into a little more specifics about your favorite setups as far as mornings, uh, looking for does, looking for food, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, typically this time of year is tough. Uh, just cause it's, a, it's your grind. And at this point you've been already been hunting hard for all day sits for, you know, two, two, three weeks now. So your focus is, is, you know, pretty tough. Uh, that's why it's tough for a lot of guys. It's not, you're not seeing a ton of, uh, bucks as much as you were, you know, the seventh through the 11th, but this is the time of year. I feel like that, um, why it's my favorites. Cause this is when we've killed our biggest bucks, our oldest, more mature bucks, uh, just because like I explained there that you catch them on the backside. Now they've, you know, this one time of the year, they get to do this. So they're not ready to give it up yet. And they're trying to find that last doe. So now they're really getting out of their area. Uh, sometimes you can, and even this time of year, I like, because even if I've not had a whole lot of big shooters, um, I try to stay positive just because now's the time you'll catch a big shooter from somebody else's, uh, neck of the woods. They could travel up to, you know, a mile or two just searching for that last doe, depending on what your, obviously your buck to doe ratio is. But, um, so that's why it's this, this time of year is my favorite. Uh, usually I like to say three to four days before Thanksgiving and three to four days after is my favorite. Um, my favorite time for those great big, your biggest, most mature deer in your, your neck of the woods. Earlier you referenced that the weather has been really good lately. What are you looking for in weather conditions as far as cold fronts, rain, wind? Uh, yeah, this time of year, man, I'm, I mean, it's, you know, weather trumps everything. I always say that. Uh, it really, at least, in, at least here in Indiana, it just, it makes all the difference a lot of times, but, uh, well, this time of year, I'm really looking for a good high pressure morning. Um, especially if my thermals rise and I love that because you can get away with a little bit more, but you know, anything 30, 30.2 this time of year and up and higher on the, the pressure scale. Absolutely love, uh, like, you know, any kind of goods, you know, I like, <clears throat> especially like if we've had a couple, two or three days of a South, little warm weather and then all of a sudden we get that first north or vice versa uh, we got a few days of north cold and then all of a sudden that first warm day after the front of the south um those are all good triggers i like to uh good frosty morning good hard frost with uh, bluebird skies uh, sunny day with uh you know optimal would be 10 to 15 mile an hour winds i mean that's ideal for me this time of year obviously you go all the time um, but those days you go to your special spots that you're been dying to get into that you can't really hunt, but two, three times a year, that's what I'm looking for this time of year for sure. Going forward then in this next week or so, Josh, what do you think the buck activity is going to be in Indiana on a scale of one to 10? Uh, one to 10 again, um, as long as weather's good, um, and it's looking like it's going to be all right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say nine again, nine to 10, uh, and nine for sure, uh, 10 if the weather's right. All right, Josh. Well, great intel, and thanks for joining me. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. And that concludes this week's episode of Wired Haunts Rot Radio. As always, we thank you guys for listening, and we hope that you'll have a happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully this year, you're thankful for a big buck. We'd also like to thank our sponsors at Sitka, Whitetail Properties, Whitetail Institute, Hontera, Matthews, Maven, Yeti, and Trophy Ridge. 
and good luck to everyone who's still hard at it at the end of November. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal you kill. Meat from those organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. You can get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase. Outdoor adventure won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. You simply pour a can into your gas tank. Hunters and anglers rely on seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should the entire season. So pick up a can of seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit seafoamworks.com to learn more. 